welcome uh, to episode 125 uh, of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, I am Ben Briggs. It is Saturday, people. Uh, Saturday, the 15th of July, uh, 2000, 2020. And um, uh, I've had a I've had a pretty good week this week, people. Uh, I hope uh, I hope everything's going well in your listening lives. Uh, it's uh, it's been one of them weeks where I've done uh, uh, not a lot, people. Uh, I'm still working the day job, obviously paying them fucking bills because the comedy circuit is still dead, grounded, halted, whatever you want to say. Uh, there's bigger issues, I think. I know people are losing their livelihoods and I've lost quite a bit of money, but, you know, you can get off your ass and get a job, I suppose, can't you? Unless you can't. Unless you're shielding from shit. Whoa, whoa. Um, so uh, I hope uh, I hope you're all doing well out there. Uh, this is just a, just a little update of what I've been up to. We're bang on track still. Um, uh, we're still having a few upload issues of uh, uploading these episodes, so they might be coming out a bit late, but um, uh, we are recording them uh, as they happen uh, uh, on the day. So, um, yeah, I haven't done a lot this week. Uh, I've been uh, doing uh, fucking working all the time, really, uh, just trying to get the fucking cash in. Uh, just so after all this comes out, uh, I think gigs are meant to be opening again the 1st of August. So um, uh, there'll be a mad rush, uh, a fucking charge of the fucking light brigade for gigs, I imagine, uh, from everybody who uh, who has been uh, locked away for ages. Um, I might pop along and do a few new fucking material nights first, to be honest, just because, I don't know, man, like uh, four months off, man. I'm going to be rusty as fuck when it comes to, uh, you know, actually gigging and actually going on stage and actually because I've ditched all my old material um, and written a load of new stuff, not necessarily about COVID-19 or anything like that, because I think there's going to be just a smorgasbord, a wash, a tidal wave, if you will, of uh, people just uh, using buzzwords, social distancing, COVID-19, fucking, you know, all that shit. Sanitize your hands two metres apart. And she said to me, stay two metres apart. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I've written a load of uh, new stuff that's hopefully a little bit uh, better uh, than the stuff I've been doing, um, which, uh, you know, you've got you to gotta mix it up a bit, people, haven't you? Mix it. Um so, uh, yeah, so I'm, what the plan of action is, this is my strategy, um, is to run out a few fucking new material nights at uh, shithole places, um, mainly uh, Craigley Heath or Bush. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Dave won't mind me saying that. Um, uh, yeah, the idea is to run out some new stuff there, uh, just get it an, up to speed a little bit. Um, just see if I can do like 15, 20 minutes or something down there um, and run out, do that a couple of times. Um, and then hopefully uh, I'll be able to uh, get that up to speed. And when I'm doing like uh, weekend gigs and stuff like that, I can just like go straight into it. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see, people. Who knows? You know, 
We're all living in our little bubble, like writing shit down, going, oh, fucking hell, this is fucking amazing shit I'm writing now. And you get on stage and it fucking dies on its ass. <laughs> that is the wonderful world of stand-up for you there, people. Um, uh, let's have uh, let's have a little bit of... I'm on the old green tea today. Oh, look at me. Yeah, Ben, trying to detoxify your body after months of abusing it, are you? Yes, I am, totally. Uh, it's fucking not the same, though, is it, eh? It's not the same as fucking uh, normal tea, is it? It just, I don't know, it's meant to detoxify you and that, but, you know, it probably just annihilates your taste buds, um, just gets them down, you know. I've been eating far too much fucking chocolate, far too many crisps. Um, the difficult thing I keep saying about losing this belly, the difficult thing is, it's all right talking about it, right? The difficult thing is fucking stepping out the fucking door, putting your running trainers on, and then doing that first initial run, isn't it? Because you're fucking self-conscious as anything, because you know you're not fit. All the other runners are looking at you going, he doesn't belong with us. And they're trying to stay away from you so they don't catch your unfitness. <laughs> they're trying to stay away from you as much as possible because they don't want to be associated with somebody who's just heaving air in and out of their lungs to try and keep them surviving. This is what people do, innit? You know, people do that. They'll go like, oh, right, that's it. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to do this. But nobody actually realizes how much fucking effort it is to actually pull on some fucking running trainers and go out for a run. Plus the fact you don't really know where you're going. You don't know the running etiquette, where you can run, where you can't run. You know, the last thing you want to do is run past a group of people like outside a pub getting jeered at. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm still putting it off a little bit. I have, uh, you know. I have uh, invested in a couple of exercise items, one of those wheel things to fucking strengthen your core. I don't know. It's all about the core these days. I said this on the last episode. It's all about that. And some fucking, um, I don't know, press-up uh, press fucking bars or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I went for the brand. I went for Adidas ones because I thought they're bound to be good. They're probably no better than you know, something that you could buy that is unbranded. But that's what we all do, isn't it? That's what we do in our consumerist society, people. <laughs> I trust this brand, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, Adidas uh, were, um, have just set out concentration camps. Oh, don't worry, I'll stay there. I trust the brand. Um, who knows? Uh, I did see, uh, I did see um, a couple of bits uh, this week. Uh, I I saw a fucking great, uh, a great video. Uh, well, it was quite a good video, anyway. Of uh, I, 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 uh, I am a clickbait fucking mentalist. I will like. This is what I do. I, I will see an interesting headline, and then go for that, and just end up down some fucking wormhole somewhere. You know, watching a great white shark eat a fucking uh, whale, uh, which is what. I... <laughs> That's what it's come to, people. That is what it's come to. I'm watching videos of great white sharks eating whales and thinking, you know, that's nature, isn't it? You know, this was like a great white shark takes down. That that was the headline on it. Great white shark takes down whale. 
humpback whale or something like that. And uh, it, yeah, the way, you know, the whale wasn't putting up much of a fight. I think it was injured anyway. You know, it, it, it was basically shark bullying. That's what it was. There was a massive whale. You know, like you get like, um, like at school, you have the passive fat kid. Uh, and he's always, uh, always gets bullied by like a little kid, you know, skinny and stuff like that. Um, that was that was kind of what it looked like with the shark, uh, but the little kid's got an older brother, you know. That was kind of what it was with the shark thing. But uh, watching it slice through its tail with its teeth and the plume of fucking blood that was coming out, Jesus Christ, man! It was a little bit. It was enough to put me off my fucking green tea. I tell you. Uh, let's have a little bit more of this fucking shit, shall we? I can't even feel that it's doing anything, to be honest. You know what I mean? I don't know how it's detoxifying me, this green tea. It's, prob- it's probably, it's cheap shit. Fucking run-of-the-mill, supermarket, fucking, you know, green tea in a bag that has been processed. And um, I'm not sure how much. I imagine, you know, years and years ago, before we started putting it in tea bags and um, processing it and all that sort of shit, green tea was actually quite good for you. Now, it just looks like it's like, you know, slightly dark-coloured, greenish-coloured water that I'm drinking. It doesn't seem to have any health benefits whatsoever. I don't feel healthier. I don't feel more alive. I don't feel more inclined to go for a run. All I feel more inclined to do is have a caramel latte. It just makes you miss that. It makes you miss all healthy stuff. That's the thing about healthy stuff. All healthy stuff just makes you miss the good stuff, doesn't it? You know, you're eating an orange or something like that, and really what you really want, you're trying to trick your brain into the fact that you're eating a chocolate orange, isn't it? But you can't eat a chocolate orange because it's got... 10,000 calories in a bar, and the next minute you're being cut out of your fucking house, being airlifted out of your own fucking bed to have uh, somebody staple your stomach just because you wanted a bit of chocolate and you got carried away and you haven't got the (laughs) self-control. This is the thing. I've always been quite slim. Always. And suddenly, since I had uh, the hernia operation and was sitting on my ass for nine weeks... Suddenly, I've put on a load of weight, and I have, I'm have i fucking, like, wandering around as if I've just, you know, come round from a coma. Like, it's like 28 days later, I've just come round from a coma and just gone out in the world, and I'm going, what the fuck is this shit around my stomach? I've got no skills whatsoever in losing this weight because I've always eaten what I wanted to eat. And I know there's people out there now probably on their keyboards going, oh, I could set you up a diet for you, Ben. I'm not fucking interested in that. (laughs) All I want to do is somehow manipulate my body into believing that I'm 21 years old again and I can eat what the fuck I like. That's all I want to do. I want to get that back. You know, I just want to get, you know, trick my body into doing that. So it goes, oh, hang on a minute. We seem to have a little bit of fat here. Let's burn it off. And I'm doing a quite a physical job at the minute, wearing my Fitbit, doing, you know, whatever, 15,000 steps a day or something, burning 3,000 calories, coming home, 
having a salad and some potatoes or, you know, like beans on toast for breakfast, some salad and potatoes at night. You know, I'm fucking... Also, tin potatoes. Can I just say tin potatoes? When it all kicked off, I stocked up on tin potatoes. Very underrated food source they are. Very underrated. They're fucking awesome. Fuck this fresh new potato, like. That's your problem, Ben. There's too much salt in the tin potatoes. I don't know. So that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to trick my body into uh, into thinking it's like 2021 again. And uh, and hopefully, you know, it's not a foolproof plan. I'm not saying it's going to work. But if it does, you heard it here first, people. It would be uh, the Ben Briggs diet. That's it. <laughs> The Ben Briggs diet. First, you need to have an attitude problem and get really angry and burn off some of your fucking energy like that, pacing around your house and fucking just sweating and shit. That's stuff that doesn't really matter. Uh, then you need to do uh, 18 reps of telling people to fuck off in the day and then come home and uh, have some uh, new potatoes. That'll be it. <laughs> That's basically it. There's got to be some uh, some sort of uh, calories you can work off, isn't there? Just for being mildly aggressive all the time or pissed off at shit. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Let's have some more more of this shit tea. Mmm, delicious. Uh, right, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I also uh, this week watched a documentary um, which uh, is it's not a modern documentary. Uh, I went I went down the Hitler route, people. I ain't going to, you know, I just clicked on something on Netflix and I was like, actually, this seems quite interesting. And I was fascinated. It was like, it must be a documentary from the 1970s or 1960s or something like that because it was very, very, the, the narrator in it is very, very haughty British. Hello there, old chums. Um English, should I say. Uh, uh, he had that sort of like BBC broadcasting fucking, you know, n- narrative uh, narrator voice uh, from the 60s, maybe even the 50s, 60s, 70s, something like that. I think that voice sort of like ended during like when the 1980s come round, when everybody started, you know, thinking actually there's probably best to have a little bit of representation from other areas of the country rather than just an accent that was gold-plated in fucking Eton Um, and regional accents started coming in, Um, which is very strange. I always always find it a bit weird how uh, uh, people live in fucking, how many accents we've got in England, Uh, England and Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, all, all over, even different Irish accents. You know what I mean? I find that fascinating how somebody can live 10 miles up the fucking road and have a completely different fucking accent. I have no, that is, you know, hiding away, isn't it? Years ago, having no transport systems whatsoever and just living in the same fucking village all the fuck. For your whole entire life, not going out of the village, marrying people in the village, you know. Somebody new comes to the village and it's like fucking water world. <laughs> they're all trying to, uh, they're all trying to fuck him just to, uh, just so they don't have kids with three heads. Um, 
yeah, I find that fascinating accents, though. I, I find that absolutely fascinating um, how somebody, you know, just living, even in Northamptonshire, you can tell people, obviously you can tell people from Corby uh, in Northamptonshire because, like, um, what they call Corby is, uh, Corby's like the other side of Northamptonshire from where I live, but they call it, like, Little Scotland because it had a steelworks and then all the people moved down um, from Glasgow um, to work in the steelworks. So now everybody who is from Corby, whether they came down from Glasgow or not, or were born, you know, like within the last fucking 10, 20, 30 years, everyone there has a fucking Glasgow accent. It's fucking weird. In the slap bang in the middle of the country, hundreds of miles, you know, in a totally different country, hundreds of miles away uh, from Glasgow. And uh, there's just a little, like, town that has, uh, that has wall-to-wall Scottish accents. It's fucking great. I went to college with a load of people from Corby um, uh, when I was doing my A-levels. And there was a lot... Because it was Northampton College, everybody uh, uh, came over from Corby to study there and shit like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why that was, whether they had uh, educational facilities in Corby or not. I have no idea. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, yeah, and they all had a fucking broad Scottish accent. Uh, even like Northampton, uh, Northampton's got a diff slightly different accent from fucking Wellingborough. Seems a bit more like as you go out from Northampton, it's a little bit, you know, you've got old school Northampton where I, uh, you know, the people who have always witched the accents a little bit like um, uh, country bumpkin fucking farmer accents. And um, uh, then you've got, like, uh, everyone sort of like me, which is uh, almost like a Cockney Birmingham fucking country bumpkin fucking hybrid of an accent because we had loads of people from London and Birmingham moved down. Uh, and uh, obviously, you know, that has an effect on your fucking voice. Uh, but anyway, back to the Hitler documentary. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I fucking love the narration of it. It's called Hitler, a career, which, you know, it's a difficult part to take. I don't know if anyone's thinking of uh, using him as a role model. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to, it's, it's going to be a difficult path to take in 2020. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, but yeah, it's sort of like tracked his career from uh, sort of like almost like bum around sort of like artist who was getting rejected living in Vienna and shit like that, you know, sleeping in a men's hostel and shit to, uh, you know, Das Führer or Der Führer or whatever. I, I don't remember. I don't remember the tense or, or or whatever. Like I did German GCSE. I fucking failed miserably at it. I, I you know, I never saw the need to uh, to learn another language. That's even at a young age like that when I was 13, 14, I just thought I am never gonna fucking use this ever. Uh, it's just, you know, if you're an English person and you learn a foreign language, something like Spanish, French or, uh, uh, or German, 
you you know, it's just showing off, isn't it? You know, it's just going to those countries and using the German when you can just yeah, you know, I'll just point at that. Yeah, I'll have I'll have some of that. I know, I know that sounds a bit colonialist. <laughs> That's it. I want all of that shit in my boat now. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's a fucking good documentary. It was fucking interesting. Let's have a little bit more of this tea. See how uh, see if it can go down any better. The worst thing about this is as well, you have to leave the fucking bag in. So it's sort of like, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, it was just uh, and uh, the funny thing about this, it must have been like the 1960s. It couldn't have been like a documentary that was done that far after the war, because you can still hear the disdain of the war in the narrator's voice as he's doing it. And it's fucking as he's narrating over he just gets in a little dig on Hitler every now and again. Yeah, take that. Like, uh, describing him as the pathetic little man and shit like that. I mean, it's not, it's not, it doesn't take an even, you know, balanced, uh, you know, objective view uh, of Hitler or anything like that, as most documentaries don't really. Most, <laughs> most, most documentaries don't mention that, do they? They don't go, well, he did, uh, you know, his regime did kill six million Jews, but uh, he was really nice to dogs. So, uh, you know, <laughs> there's the yin and yang of it right there. Make your decision about him. Um, but uh, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. They uh, it, it was just having a little fucking, almost like a childish little dig at him all the time. It was quite good. Uh, but I tell you what, he took his chances. Say what you like about Hitler. He took his fucking chances and, uh, you know, if he'd have gone into running or something like that or something less, you know, murderous, public speaking, you know, if he went into fucking motivational speaking, which in a way I suppose he did, like with all the fucking, you know, but there was, it, it was just weird how the documentary was. It was like portraying sort of like the two sides of like uh, the Nazi regime or whatever. Uh, and some bits were just so, so funny where they've got like people, you know, walking around in black SS uniforms with the old fucking skull and crossbones on them. And the next minute, they're all country dancing. <laughs> you know, I mean, if uh, if camera phones were around then, uh, there would be a lot of ridicule going on. Yeah, look at this SS officer country dancing. You're right in your fucking lederhosen, you fucking pussy. Um, yeah, it, it it was quite it was quite an interesting documentary though, and just like funny in parts. Uh, just just by the way it shouldn't have been. A the way the narrator presented it, uh, having his little digs every now and again, and um and B for the weird shit that the fucking Nazis did. They tried to, you know, they tried to uh, present a face of, hey, guys, we're all cool and shit like this, and then it'll pan to a load of fucking dead body. Oh, no, no. We never did any of that. We were out uh, We were out uh, country dancing that day. Uh, I have no idea what happened. And just how his, uh, 
how people fucking got away, let him get away with it and just got manipulated. That sinister air of fucking, you know, I don't know, just that sinister air of like fucking fear that permeated through that society and how he fucking gradually just took more and more and more power. It was fucking great. I'll tell you what, though. He must have been... I've had some fucking shit wank bosses in the past in jobs and, um, uh, you know, and uh, and difficult bosses that uh, you didn't particularly like or didn't particularly get on with. But, oh, man, he must have been a fucking awful, awful boss uh, to work for. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't reached targets or something like that, oh, fuck, you know, I've got to tell him that uh, whoever had to tell him that they'd lost the fucking, you know, the Eighth Army or whatever it was that got cut off in Russia and got fucking arrested, uh, uh, that got absolutely obliterated and taken hostage and fucking there was 90,000 of them. The guy who must have fucking had to tell him that, I bet he was like, oh, fuck me, man. Jesus. Well, you know, sweet. <laughs> leaving his wife on the way to work that day. Oh, Jesus. Well, it's been, uh, it's been nice being married to you, sweetheart. I, uh, um, never forget me and all that sort of shit. Look after the kids. I ain't coming home today. I know that for a fucking fact. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, Jesus. It was really weird, though, like how ritualistic and that. You can see, to a certain degree, you can see where his artistic sort of like fucking nature came in. Like just with the pageantry of everything and the fucking, you know, all the banners almost like it's like, uh, you know, those Roman fucking banners. Like empirical like things like they used to carry round and like there was the blood banner they had that that was from the fucking uh the coup that they staged and there was blood on the fucking nazi flag and then they touched every other flag that came out if that was what napoleon used to do with his fucking golden eagles wasn't it that was the whole thing you know sharp wasn't it sharp's eagle wasn't it? That was the whole thing why those were so valuable to get hold of and steal. It was like the king's colours, wasn't it? Like in uh, Napoleonic times where the king used to touch the fucking flag and then the regiment used to go out marching with it and shit like that. He, he sort of like invoked all of that sort of like pageantry and shit. And um, just to, uh, you know, mask what they were doing and make a spectacle so people remembered the fucking spectacle and forgot about all the fucking horrendous shit that was going on like in society and shit like that like when he was coming to power it's fucking fascinating documentary hitler a career i recommend it not <coughs> sorry not as a career choice obviously i mean it ended badly for him you know most bosses uh you know get shuffled shuffled over, don't they? You know, get a nice little payoff and a pension rather than a bullet in the head. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, everyone quits the job in their own way, don't they? Everyone quits the job in their own way. Some people some people don't bother working the four weeks' notice, do they, that you have to do. Some people just leave there and then. Uh, fucking hell. 
Uh, what are we on? Uh, we're on 28 minutes, people. Um, and uh, we have talked about... Uh, we, have t- <laughs> we have talked about great white shark attacks. Fucking... And uh, uh, Hitler. Uh, fucking hell. I wonder how many of that... You know, some somebody somewhere... You can guarantee somebody somewhere is watching a documentary about Hitler somewhere because there's fucking... So- I mean, I don't know how where they can go with Hitler documentaries now. I don't know what they're going to do. They must have done every single fucking Hitler documentary you can do, surely. You know, the next one is going to be... Uh, um, uh, they're going to be, like, people breeding, like, the dogs... Uh, that are descendants of fucking Hitler's dog uh, to see if they're fucking... <laughs> Just putting them in front of Jewish people and seeing if they fucking bark. <laughs> That'll be the next documentary. Hitler's dog's bloodline. Next on Netflix. Um, right. Where are we? Uh, we're on 29 minutes, people. Um, fucking just right at the end, fucking... I tell you what, this fucking microphone arm started pissing me off, man. Uh, every fucking episode, uh, it seems to... Uh, it's because I fuck around with things too much. That's it, isn't it? Just fuck around with things too much. Uh, anyway, uh, people of the world, uh, all over the world, uh, that was uh, episode uh, 125 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you want to... Uh, Contact me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, either abuse me or, uh, I don't know, call me anti-Semitic for some of those remarks about Hitler. <laughs> I don't know. what Whatever people do these days. Um, uh, you can uh, <laughs> call me anti-Semitic. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. There's one. There's one. <laughs> There's one right there uh, that can get me in trouble. Uh uh, you can contact me on uh, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk uh, through my website. I will be back on Tuesday, people, uh, with the next en- exciting, enthralling episode of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, have a good weekend, motherfuckers. I'll speak to you then. Take care.